Hey, buds. Thank you for tuning into today's episode when you can literally be doing anything else. If you guys are somehow liking the content that we're putting out for you guys weekly, please feel free to leave a like or a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at the Fantasy Buds Podcast. You can leave a like or comment. And you can subscribe to us. And if you even for some reason decide you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Buds Podcast to keep up with all of our daily advice and shenanigans. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. I Al never bought anything he did, not even his week one. Yeah. That backfield, that whole team's going to be a fucking mess. It's I don't just buy. a dumpster fire. I give a shit about the whole his. whole team is just a dumpster fire. That was ugly, the snap counts between all of them. It was just like a three-headed mess. It was like JD, Brian Moore. God. And it's like, I think Brian Robinson is going to get more and more touches each week. Hey, buds. Welcome back to the show. We hope you guys had a solid week five. Some of us did not. Tim, why don't you tell us about your experience this week? <clears throat> I'm not even going to say what happened. I'm just going to read off the stats. So this is currently what I went against. Hang on, let me pull it up. Take your time. I'm just, um, I'm reliving. It's just traumatizing. Basically, I went up against the highest scoring team that I think I faced in the past eight years of fantasy. This is what happened. So I scored 116, and the other team scored 219. Josh Allen had 48. Austin Eckler had 40. David Montgomery had 18. Tyreek Hill had 12, Deontay Johnson 11, Amari Cooper 20, Tyler Lockett 34. Mind you, I already lost at like 3 o'clock on Sunday. And then to add insult to injury, last night, Travis Kelsey decides to have a whopping total, seven catches for 25 yards and four fucking touchdowns. So, yeah, yeah, so I think I'm done with fantasy. Yeah, you, you might need I'm, to throw it in I, I think I'm that. done. Dude. I think I'm 0-5 on the week. <laughs> And uh, Big B was the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, I don't even know why we're even playing because it's it's his league. Obviously. I just um, I think so. Big B has the best team He's, right now. He can go suck a dick. Um, you, on the other hand, won by the skin of your fucking teeth. Last I night. I can't believe that shit. I was watching the game last night and I I could not believe. I I just couldn't believe it. Christian, my opponent. Had four players in the Monday night game. Three guys on the Chiefs. He has three guys on the Chiefs. Why? I don't know. I went into the game up by, I want to say about 40. I didn't have anybody in this game. Christian had Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and Juju, and Darren Waller. You're boned, right? Nope. I'm sitting there kicking myself. I didn't start Jacoby Myers. I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose. This is it. Big B's going to win. I'm going to fucking fall behind. Nope. I've been playing fantasy since 2015. That was the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me. I won by one point in the game. Darren Waller's hamstring. Darren Waller got knocked out of the game. I have strong feelings against you because of it. (laughs) If if, if Mahomes threw for eight more yards, I was done. That was it. That's so bad for you because you're in a division with two 5-0 people. I hate it here. And you, too. <laughs> I hate it here. At least my division, everybody's three and two, and then I'm two and three, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. We'll recover. Hey, so that leads us to some advice and strategies that we can give for other teams that are in our positions that are two and three or maybe five and oh, but mostly, more importantly, for the teams that are one and four, oh and five. Blow it up. Trade everyone. What do you? Get rid of everyone. Of course. End it. Jump off a bridge. Black. Yeah, it's black in the end. Um, I think when I when, when I've been one and four and zero and five in situations like this, particularly, I don't like to trade my best player because you're normally not going to get enough value in return. So yeah. I like to trade my second or third best players and get like a package for them. Yeah. So if you have Christian McCaffrey and you have, um, let's say, Ceedee Lamb. CD Lane's very good. Maybe you can package him for two players. Get another running back and another receiver. For a team that might have a plethora of those things and they have a solid lineup and they can plug in guys. So 
you're basically going to be going to the teams that are 5-0, and 4-1, and asking them for their – you'll be improving their teams, but you can't think about other teams. That's the most important thing. You have to worry about winning yourself, but don't all, also don't make a boneheaded trade and trade for scraps. You do make have sure you to, get good players in return. You do have to buy low, too. You got to take advantage of some buy lows. You got to take some chances in trading. You can't just make safe trades all the time. Like, you kind of have to bet on some things to happen. Like, for me, we, yeah, we had a couple trades in our league this past week. You know, Tim, you're taking a big risk, in my opinion, because you traded for Jonathan Taylor, but at the same time, you gave away two starters. Yep. And Jonathan Taylor is hurt right now. Yep. So, on paper, your depth took a big hit, but you're getting the potential of the RB1, possibly. And for context, I traded Mike Evans and Terry McLaurin to get Jonathan Taylor and Alan Lazard. And Terry McLaurin's been okay, you know, but Mike Evans, Tom Brady's number one receiver. You know what Mike Evans is going to give you. And just your, your, your receivers took a big hit, but... Jonathan Taylor, if it works out for you, can make up for two players, potentially. Well, the so, thing is, is that Jonathan Taylor showed us that he can do it this year. It's just if they use it right. Week one, when the only game where he had 30-plus carries, he had 32 points. After that, that's where it kind of gets a little tricky. He had nine carries the next week, he had six points. Then he had 21 for 12, 20 carries, three points, and then he died last week. So, <laughs> he should be back this week. It's just, I don't know. He didn't get going until like week three, week four last year. Then he started picking it up. But that's why I mean. And your record right now, you are what? Two and three. Two and three. Your division is still wide open, but you feel like you're making a trade that can possibly, you know, put you at the top of your division. I feel like it's either at this point, I'm either winning or I'm not making playoffs. There's no in between. But it's two extremes. But if you were five and oh, for example, I, I would feel have like on that trade. I or I'm I'm sorry, oh and five. If you're oh and five at that point. You need to start making some moves. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, you're falling behind. Usually, you know, you're going to be at least one or two games behind the closest team. You need to start winning. You can't go to 0-6. No. This is at the point where you need to make a trade and you need to take some chances. You need to package some guys together. You need to buy some guys low. Yep. But, you know, you never know. You're taking chances. Even buying Kyle Pitts. I made a trade for Kyle Pitts this week. You know, I gave away Chris Goblin and Conklin for him. Chris Godwin, he's healthy right now, but if he plays, you know what you're getting. Yep. Kyle Pitts might blow for the rest of the year. I have no idea, but I'm a 5-0 and team. I'm trying to possibly, I want the elite potential because if it does work out, then, you know, I'm already 5-0. and My team is golden for the rest of the year. But Tiny, who's 0-5, also got the potential of Chris Godwin being healthy all year. And even though Conklin had a bad week this week, he's been solid for the year. So Tiny honestly helped his team out in a way, too. And His receivers look better on paper. He still lost this week, but he still made some moves to change up his team. Yep. He can't always control what happens, but you got to make some moves. Like, for example, when you're in that position and you have guys like Alvin Kamara, I like to say you need to let go of your ego and sometimes trade those players away and get more of a package or guys like when you have T Higgins, when you have Najee Harris, even you, Pitts, even Pitts, like he did get kind of a haul for that. Oh my God. I played Christian but, this week. I played Christian this week. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad sorry. you realized that. I didn't that. mean to interrupt you. I'm just, I thought I was going to be two and four and it's a possibility I'm three and three. So we're. Oh, good for you. <laughs> anyway. Told you, man, ever since that, when I made that trade, I'm banking on Hopkins coming back and being good. I'm starting Mike Boone and Zeke in my flexes. Oh, if it's not one of them, I have to start Elijah Moore. I'm on oh. the struggle bus right now. It's your bed. That is true. It's your bed. Make your own bed. But so let's say Tiny comes to me with Alvin Kamara, and I return him in a trade with, let's say Cortland Sutton and Ramondre Stevenson. He would have. That's probably like the best deal he'll get. I think that makes his team a lot better, too. And we're not trying to beat up on Tiny, but his team is just a really good example. It's <laughs> really, really... Sorry. Like, it's, it's just a really good... Terrible sorry, buddy. Fucking, terrible fucking team. <laughs> it's, it's but just, 
It's a good example. I'm not saying I would exactly do that trade, no. but that would be a trade idea or offer yeah. that would end up helping his team in Look, the long run than holding on to that star player because you drafted him in the second round. If he gets two more losses, that's it. He's done. He's not making playoffs. You got to look at what guys need, too, though. Like, look at your teams around your league. Who needs a running back? Maybe somebody has... Maybe somebody had Javante Williams. Who needs a running back? Go shop around a guy like Alvin Kamara. Shop around a guy like Dalvin Cook, too, still, in in my opinion. I think he's a sell high candidate. Well, the issue is is that the two people that have those you're not going to trade with. So Sure, but I'm just saying in general, I think Dalvin Cook, he only did well this week cuz he had two touchdowns. True. I I would sell him high. He's still going to be the same. You know, I but that's not the point. The point is that you know, you have to make you can look at teams who need a running back, maybe get a little desperate. Get, they're getting a little desperate. They're in the middle of their division or they're 0 and 5, 1 and 4. They need to make a move. Maybe they have a bunch of receivers like mm-hmm. you do. See if you could pry one of those guys away from one of those yeah. running backs. And I want to say it's important to realize don't trade just to trade just Mm-mm. because your team isn't doing well or it's underperforming. Don't just trade just to trade. You have to find your best strengths on the team. Take a li- The key is to take a little bit away from that and add strength elsewhere that you're lacking. Yep. So – if you're loaded at wide receiver and you can trade one of them away and get maybe a better tight end, somebody like a Pat Fryermuth or Tyler Higby at this point, who's proven me wrong. Um, he's been a top five fantasy tight end. He's getting ten targets a game. And Who I don't think thought? it's re- I don't think it's really changing right now based on with how the offense looks. So just trade ideas like that. You don't want to blow up your team. You wanna distribute strength among your entire team yeah. is the key. Take advantage of the waiver wire. Take advantage of the waiver to, wire too. That's another tip. Because I remember the year in the free agency league where Nick and I played each other in the championship, we both started out 0-4. The reason why we went to the championship made as far as we did was because of the waiver wire. You have to look at guys on waivers. You know, who knows who guy, who people have dropped at this point. Been a lot of disappointing players this year. Maybe in some leagues, George Pickens might have been on waivers. Yeah. Who knows? You know, grab him. Well, I'll tell you this right now. There are plenty of players that you can go after and blow your fab on. Number one is Kenneth Walker. Yes. If you're a team that's struggling right now, you're 0-5 or 1-4. I put a lot of fab. I would blow every single dollar on Kenneth Walker because he will probably end up winning you games down this stretch through the middle of the season at least. I think he's going to be on a lot of playoff teams. He's going to be on a lot of teams. Yeah. He's a guy that's going to carry you to that place. Guys like Eno Benjamin with Connor being banged up throughout the entire year. This is a guy who could get a three-down roll. Go after guys like Eno Benjamin. On a good offense. Especially if you went 0RB and your your receivers are struggling a little bit, you can now get production through the waiver wire. If you have money to burn... Burn it. Yeah. Guys, I mean. What are you waiting for at this point? What are you waiting for? And if there's any chance Ramondre Stevenson is out there for any reason, blow everything you have on him too. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because Damian Harris is now out and. He's got some injury history too, so. And even guys like Rondale Moore and Isaiah McKenzie, um, Alec Pierce. Yeah. They're just guys who could help you get a win. Yep. Even and one win can make a world of difference. Yeah. Look at the matchups. Usually, what I look at, if the if it's green next to them, fucking yep. play them. They're fun. Grab them. They, they're in, they're in the go. Unless it's Corey Davis, he's a trap player. I mean, I'm not saying just pick these guys up and play them over your stars, but if you have weak flexes, you got to start yeah. taking chances. Yeah. On guys that have been performing well, and just throw them into your lineup. Like yeah. like Alec Pierce this week. I would throw him in into my flex. I would pick him up, throw him into my flex. He's had six targets, nine targets. He seems like the line of the scrimmage guy. Yeah. Close to the line of scrimmage guy with uh, Matt Ryan. Yep. And I think if you need points, you need a baseline, plug him in. Just little tips like that. You need to, you need to look at it from a week-to-week basis. You need to go 1-0 and each week, just like they say in the NFL, yeah. yep. and just move forward. And that's all you can do. If Romeo Dobbs is still out there... Hey, you, you know, you could be 0 and 5. Grab him. You can get a one. I don't think Romeo Dubs is out there. 
He, there's no way he's he might still be at this point. He might be. There are a lot of leagues out there. He very well could be, but if he is, blow money on him. Do everything you can to improve your team. Yep. Like, get depth. Get There's going to be injuries throughout the season. Just pay attention each week and play the game. Play the table. You know, play the hand that you're given. And I guarantee you it starts to work out more than not. One other teams, each week. There's other teams that give up that are also 1-4 and 0-5. Oh so mm-hmm. fuck them. You worry about your own team, and if you can make it through each week, you can find yourself in the mix towards the end. Yeah, you can't give up. You can't. Can't. Giving up is never an option. That is a rule in our league. No giving up allowed. If you give up, you will get kicked out. You're done. No giving up. So I think that's enough for the tips and strategies for for teams in the dumps out there. Why don't we talk about some fascinating – Headlines in these past few games here. Matt Rule, Matt finally Rule. fired. Finally fired. The Seahawks, that offense is fantasy gold. Yeah, like what the fuck? I don't understand how Geno Smith is able like, like Geno Smith to do is it with kind of nasty, two. to be honest. Like, but it was like Russ could only pick one. I just don't And get yeah, it. Geno Smith is just like, nah, fuck it. Everybody gets it. Do you think it's sustainable? I think- uh, at this point, I think it is. Truthfully, I do. I'm not really sure. I mean, the, the mo- main part I want to talk about is Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yeah, they they are in a fantasy gold mine. They've right both now. been doing well, and that's something even Russ, like they would have their games. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Is but I they're don't both eating yeah, they're both with Geno Smith. I think they dumbed down the. Look at Nick Foles when he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. They dumbed down the playbook. They did throw to these guys that are not open. Throw it away. <laughs> they're tucking and run. Hand it off. I think they made the game very simple for Gino this year. That defense is terrible, so they're just letting them sling and, and play backyard football. It's working Having, out. It's working out. They're obviously Sweet. not winning, but the offense is moving the ball better than Russ and Denver. I will say, though, they lost this week. You were just talking about their defense sucking. Well, they lost this week because they gave up, what, 38 points against the yeah. Saints? Yep. So... Geno Smith has been playing very well. DK Metcalf has been very valuable. There was a point where his ADP was like in the 12th round range. He was getting faded so hard. And look, me included, I want nothing to do with anybody in the Seahawks this year. Yep. And their offense has turned out to be, like you said, a fucking fantasy goal mine. You want offenses that can move the ball with bad defenses. Yeah. And the Seahawks are doing that right now. DK Metcalf, like... Throw that thing all over the fucking field. He's about to have his most consistent season if this keeps up. Yeah. It looked bad at first. 8.7 points, and then Geno Smith said, fuck it, he's down there somewhere, 17, 24, 20. But I was, he's getting targeted a lot, too, though. Like, the last three weeks... He's got he's 30 been, targets. Yeah, in three weeks. In three weeks. 30 targets. And Tyler Lockett, a guy that you probably even got later in your draft, is getting targeted a ton, too. Going back to week two, 11 targets. 11 targets again, 8 targets, 6 targets this past week, and he had a bomb touchdown. Like, you got these guys at seals in your draft. They, These guys are getting faded hard. and There aren't a lot of winning teams right now. Yeah, Big V's team has yeah. one of these guys. So, yep. fucking 5-0. and oh, So DK would have had two touchdowns. I think yeah, I, would got called back. I would be oh, buying no, all yeah, Seahawks. All Seahawks players. Um, Kenneth Walker, get him if you can. And if you stashed him, congratulations. Congratulations to me. And uh, I think that's all I have to say about the Seahawks offense. Why don't we talk about another offense that's been a little confusing this year in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's been up and down. Yeah, I mean, Brady had a good game, threw for a lot of yards, only one TD. Um Leonard Fournette has a game of his life. Of course, Fournette had him. 10 catches, a TD, TD on the ground as well. Fournette had a really good game, and you know Fournette's going to give you those games. Tom Brady's been pretty up and down, though. He has been, but I th- I'd say he's been better than a lot of quarterbacks. Oh, so still, yeah. He's been better than a lot of quarterbacks. If somebody got impatient and dropped him, I hope that you picked him up by now. 
Um, the offense is still good. You know, they're still going. They do have a new head coach this year. So maybe it's factoring into it a little bit. Tom Brady, you know, we all heard he wasn't practicing much this summer. Wasn't really with the team as often. Yeah. New head coach. I don't know how much different the system is. But you're still going from one head coach to another. I think it will get better as the season go, goes and on. And it seems like Buccaneers. it is right now. Yeah. They scrape by against the Falcons on a brutal roughing the passer call. Mm, brutal. But they did still win the game. Brady still threw for anymore. damn near. <laughs> Brady still threw for damn near almost 400 yards. Godwin had seven catches. I do think that they'll be okay. And like you said, they'll kind of continue to get better throughout the year. Yeah, if I can, I would be buying Buccaneers players before they really start to take off. Uh, Fournette, I don't think he's touchable. Chris Godwin, you're taking a risk. Because Chris Godwin, you're taking a risk. He has been banged up a lot. I would buy him if you're a struggling team that needs to win now. Yeah. He's a buy. Uh, Mike Evans, he's also a buy. I think the touchdowns will come, the yards will come. He's mm. going to get his buddy. You know what you're getting. You yeah. know what you're getting. He'll... He'll give you stretches, and he'll, and they'll probably end up happening at the end of the year. And I think you're getting. I think he'll be on playoff teams to trade for him. You're getting seventy catches, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, and, and eight touchdowns. You know what you're getting. Yeah, and they just come in bunches. Really, he he puts a them into a stretch. He has three, yeah, yeah, and then so buy that before that happens. You probably get him low. Uh, why don't we move on to? King Henry's resurgence in Tennessee. Yeah. I hope you weren't worried about Derrick Henry. Were you worried, Tim? Yeah. yeah. I was a little bit. Would you have sold him if you had him? No. Because if you remember, I said you just got to hold on to him a little bit longer just to see. I mean, he proved me wrong. I'm happy he proved me wrong. But... Well, well no. But I mean, like, if you said you wanted to hold on to him longer and he proved you right, then... Cause... Kind of, because I would have been open to trading him if the deal was right. Because I feel like no matter what, you kind of got to be open to anybody, like trading anybody, if you have the right yeah. deal. You still got to demand a haul, though, for Derrick yeah. Henry. For Derrick Henry, you would have had to demand a haul. I'm happy. Um, if you have him, I'm absolutely happy. But again, it's been two games. Anything can happen. Yeah. That's true. I think he's back because even just watching him, he looks like he's back to his normal self. I was going to say, he looked like... He, he looked like he had a lot more jump. Yeah, he looks like he's back the in last the groove. Game. Everything's good. It's possible that maybe... His injury was still bothering him the first five weeks, and they just didn't say anything. And now, or the first three weeks, and now all of a sudden he's back to normal. I will say that's very um, possible. Because, you know, with football, they just love to tell you shit in secret and be yeah. like all nondescriptive. Oh, he's hurt. Well, how? I he feels pain. These guys like, are always hurt, too. Yeah. They've always got something nagging them. But no, if, if you have him, I'm, I would be very happy now that he's back. Yeah, the thing with Henry now is the Titans are now 3 and 2. They were 0 and 2. So I think their game plan moving forward is. Feed Derrick Henry the ball, the mm -hmm. best player. Try and win games, grind it out as much as possible, and not let Ryan Tannehill throw the ball. And I think Henry, if you held on to him and you've been struggling through it, the wins will start coming. Yep. They're actually throwing, the past couple games, they've actually been throwing Henry the ball a little bit. Isn't that scary? Too. So, I mean, look, look, two catches this week, but last week, Three catches the week before, five catches, six targets, and five targets in those games I mean, as well. He used to never get targeted. Yeah, like at that, all. that, so that just, never happened at all. Just so. to get that little extra little bump up. Yeah. So, congratulations to the Henry yes. owners. Uh, why don't we talk about Brees Hall's breakout? That's the one that I was, I mean, just about to say. I tried to tell you guys it, it was coming. It, it's two bench guys, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. Tim. Two bench guys, Tim. I did not expect. I thought it would happen maybe later in the year. I didn't expect it this early. It is what it is. And dude, Brees Hall, let's just say we hope you bought him because yeah. you're not going to be able to buy him now. No, yeah. you're not. The, the blow-up game happened. You know what's crazy about Brees Hall's game? He could have had like 55 fantasy points in that game. He had a huge-ass play where he was down at the one and Michael Carter took the touchdown away from him. Then he had another play where he was also down at the one, and Michael Carter again took the touchdown from him. So he still had 97 yards on the ground, 100 yards receiving, damn near 200 scrimmage yards and scrimmage yards and one touchdown. He could have had more touchdowns. Too. He could have had three touchdowns and had like 40, 50 points. And yeah, He's, like that is scary, dude. Yeah. He has arrived. Those who took a chance, those who waited, 
He is here. He's scary. And he is him. Brees Hall. We so, hope you bought him. Hope you bought him. I, there's not much to say. Yeah, yeah. You either bought him early, yep. held on to him, or you're fucked now. Tim and you're just gonna have watch from the, you're gonna be watching from afar. I know all those Brees Hall owners are gonna be running to the fucking bank now. I was gonna say, I know you're not happy about that, Sam. But uh, it happens. Another I got running Jonathan back. Taylor, so. Another running back that I think we should talk about that's very important between the Panthers and Buffalo. There's been trade talks for CMC. Oof. Imagine that. Matt Rule got fired. They're about to start cleaning house in Carolina. Do you think CMC gets moved? I mean, I think trading CMC makes sense. For trading the CMCs makes sense, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. Well, the Bills clearly won. It's it's, it's what they're going to get. Maybe they don't want to, because I heard in the, the Bills tried to get him in the offseason too. And apparently no team wanted to give up a first round pick for him, which I guess because he's a running back, which is fair. But like, even Christian McCaffrey isn't fetching a first-round pick probably at this point. No. Just because just because of the positional value and his injury history. But I do think it makes sense for the direction the Panthers are going. So I think there's a possibility he will get moved. Well, if he goes there, that's great news for Christian McCaffrey owners. Horrible news for any other owner besides Josh Allen if you have anybody on the Bills. Because Christian McCaffrey's going to start taking away targets from Stephon Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie and everybody. I think it's going to help Stephon Diggs. I don't think it's going to. Because I think the Bills, there's such a high passing volume there. Like, they they will be in the 30s still and still throwing the ball. Like, they throw the ball a lot. I think, if anything, it's going to make guys like Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and Devin Singletary kind of obsolete. It's going to make that whole offense better if they trade for CMC. Because think about it, Tim. You put CMC in that offense, everybody's open. That's the problem, though, is that now they're going to run the ball more, too. Because you're not just going to get CMC and trade what no. you're going to trade just to throw him the ball. You can do, I can do a dump oh, off yeah, to Devin. Can. New. That makes no sense they don't, to me. They don't want to run. They run with Josh Allen. They'll give CMC, like, 12 to 14 touches. That's about the same thing they give to Zach Moss and combined, Devin Singletary yeah. combined. Plus, if anything, it might take away from Josh Allen's rushing a little bit. But I think the passing will be booming. I, I really don't. I really think it's going to wind up affecting Stephon Diggs. Because Gabe Davis literally is just go deep and hope he catches it. No, look, we the don't fantasy even, this week proved that. No, look, we don't even know. So he might not even get traded to Buffalo. It, it's but, either way. It could go either way. It's either going to help Stephon Diggs or it's going to hurt Stephon Diggs. I'm not saying it's going to ruin Stephon Diggs. but but And they, depending on where CMC goes, that could end up hurting him too. Exactly. But... What about what it means for the Panthers, though? What it means for him on the Panthers? I mean, to be honest, if you drafted CMC, you're probably not too unhappy right now. I mean, he hasn't really I'm perfectly fine with him. Blown up. He's the RB five, right? Four. Oh, four. Like, okay. He hasn't blown up, but he's been very, very solid yeah. this year. And, he hasn't busted. And he's finally been starting to get his signature uh, receiving work again. Yeah. Which is kind of what was holding him back. The past two weeks, he's had 16 catches. And what a shock. They're his two best fantasy weeks of the year. So if he keeps getting his receiving work, too, even... I don't care who the quarterback is. Right. You know, they're going to find a way. To, I, I think he's kind of quarterback proof. I mean, he was playing with Kyle Allen before, and he was killing it. <laughs> McCaffrey. So I'm not really worried about that. Because isn't, isn't Baker Mayfield out or something? He's hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Baker's out. So what? PJ Walker's gonna play. I still think McCaffrey's gonna get a ton of catches. So yeah. and he's gonna be okay. I think they're gonna use him until he's not on the team anymore. No, I think 500 point McCaffrey is gone. But I still think you're gonna get a very, very he's, good player. He's gonna be solid for you every single week. Like don't honestly, worry almost like Cooper yeah. Cup in a way. Like he's just gonna be solid. Like you know what you're gonna get from him every single Yep. It's gonna be in the double digits. He's not gonna get lower than that. And he'll probably get and his good games will probably get you twenty five to maybe thirty. Maybe thirty. You know. Yeah. So I I if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you're probably if you took him with the first pick, you're happy. Don't lose probably. hope. If you're yeah, down in the dumps, hope. don't lose hope. I'm not I'm two and three with him and I think it can only go up. So why don't we move on to one more player, Austin Eckler. He's back. He's back. Fuck Austin. I mean, he was very, very mid the first three games. Maybe they were just easing him in. Maybe. I mean, he was dealing with an injury, right? In training? I, don't, I thought he was. I don't I think, think he was. was. I think but he was. I could be wrong, but this week, 
He had 173 rushing yards off of 16 attempts. This is what we mean with the Austin Eckler fucking efficiency. Like, he doesn't need a ton, a ton of work to get it done. And he still had a touchdown off of only four receptions. Last week, he had six catches. The week before, he had eight catches. Week before, he had nine catches. So they're targeting him. The rushing just hasn't really been there. But the touches haven't really been there either, if you look at them. But Austin Eckler relies on his efficiency. He was not efficient the first couple games. He was very efficient this week. Fairly efficient last week. I, I think he's back. I think he's back to what he was. I mean, he's not going to give you 20 touchdowns again, but he's going to have his weeks where he gets you like 10 points, but it's because he relies on his efficiency. Yeah. The Chargers aren't going to give him 20, 25 carries. It's just not going to happen. No, they're not. But we need to hope still with Eckler that the six, seven, eight catch games keep coming hmm. because that's where he's going. He, he's honestly like Christian McCaffrey in a way. Where his receptions is where he's going to give you most of his value. Yeah. But propelled himself up to the running back too with this week's performance. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Eckler's fucking back. If, if you drafted him in the first round, are you happy? Probably. You were. I'd weren't. say so. I but now you weren't are. at first, but. Now you are. Congratulations. You're happy, but I don't yeah. think he's back yet. You can't base it off of one game. I think we'll he's see, like, I guess. Well, it's been two games now. Why don't we? I think uh, he's on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's enough for the. Uh, yeah. For the headlines we got today, so I think we should play our little fun game called Faith or Blasphemy. Now I'll name off some players, and you tell me if you have faith, or you think this is blasphemy what they're doing. Josh Jacobs. Faith. You have faith? Yeah. Mark? <laughs> it's a fucking blasphemy, dude. Like the, <laughs> there's just no way. Like, there's just no way, right? There is a way. He's bad. I mean, he was a first-round pick. Yeah, but it's been, what, five years? Four I mean, he's years? been a top ten back before. He's just, they're just feeding him the fucking ball. Yeah. And they're kind of in games and winning more now. No, it's also because Devontae Adams is on the team now, and he does command respect when it comes to defensive game planning. They can't all, like, the corners can't play up and all that stuff like they used to be able to. Yeah. And you got Devontae Adams who can just break out I'm gonna, with Darren Waller. Yeah, I'm going to say I have faith in yeah. Jacobs because I think just based on the volume he's getting and how that offense is functioning right now, I think... If you somehow bought low on him, you're fucking running to the bank now. Cause and even just watching him last night. So looks I will like say, Josh Jacobs. I will he say when new. you watched him, he he did look very right. He looked he like he had a lot of jump. Bounce off, he would bounce yeah. off a tackle, break a tackle. Like, what the make fuck? Make cuts and everything. Like, he was apparently now he's elusive. He's not a power back anymore. I guess he's just a Sean McCoy now. But he just looks like a brand new running back. Bo Jackson fucking kidnapped Josh Jacobs and is now wearing his jersey. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like, this is insane to me. The running back four right now. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, of course. It's like he of looks, course. It's, he just, he looks confident. Like, he runs with confidence now. It's not like years before, because I've had Josh Jacobs where he gets the ball and he's like, nah. <laughs> and that's it. Now it's like he gets it and he's like, all right, I'm going to run. I, and I will, it's working. I will say he looked very good last night. I'm still going to say blasphemy because I'm a hater, but he still looked good. Okay. Hmm. Why don't we talk about, uh, Jamar Chase, faith or blasphemy? Oh, shit. <sighs> I'm going to open up. I have faith. You still I have faith? Don't. I don't. I'm going to say, I'm going to say blasphemy. Just. All right. So based off this. His schedule moving forward is why I have faith that he'll get it done. Okay. So he does now, however, he does play New Orleans this week. Okay. That might be rough, but he'll probably catch an 80-yard touchdown because I said that. <laughs> but after that, he plays Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina. He has a bye. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland again. I think that's a, that's a stretch leading into the playoffs. 
Playoffs do not look good, though. See, the thing, the I was, the thing yeah. that I'm worried about when it comes to it, with why I say blasphemy, is because really I, I'm worried about Higgins. Worried That's about what? what? I'm worried about Higgins. What are you worried about? When he comes back. Jamar Chase did what Jamar Chase did this week because Higgins did not play at all. When Higgins comes back against all those teams that you just said, granted they'll both probably eat, but I still think Higgins is going to wind up out edging them. And I think Higgins right now is the wide receiver who's demanding and commanding most of the targets rather than Chase. Because I think now they're kind of starting to realize like Higgins is their possession guy. He's the dude that you can go deep to sometimes. Mm -hmm. He's like A.J. Brown. You can go deep to him, but you can also go short and all this stuff. Jamar Chase is kind of just like, all right, fuck it. He's down there somewhere, and you just hope he catches it. They're not throwing it short to Jamar Chase. They did a little bit last game because Higgins was out. Joe Mixon gets and a now, good amount of volume, too. I will say Jamar Chase's playoff schedule is really ugly. Yeah. Um, If you, his playoff, if, for the fantasy playoffs, we mean, like, his playoff schedule is the Buccaneers, the Patriots, and the Bills. Yeah. Mm. I, I think he might be a sell. At this point. Well, the other thing, too, I, is... I think you... I, all right, look, don't jump the gun, but I think you should flow. I think you should start yeah. teetering them out there. You're right, because here's the thing, too. Just seeing, With Higgins out, did they target Chase more? No. Well, he did have 12 targets last game, the most since week one. Week one, he had 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, the targets have kind of been there for him. Just he hasn't really blown up. Like It's because with Higgins out, instead of using him more... They're now relying on Tyler Boyd. Well, I mean, even and that's why for me, it's just like for me, I'm worried. What when gave, it comes to Chase, I'm worried. What gave Chase a lot of his value last year were his bombs. Week three against the Jets, Chase had six catches, but only for 29 yards. If he didn't have a touchdown, that's what yep. a nine point game, ten point fantasy game. His best game I he don't had know. last. The best game he had last year was the what when he had like four plus 40 yard touchdowns against the Chiefs, against right? The Chiefs or something like that. Yeah. That's why for me, it's like, I feel safer having Higgins than I do Jamar Chase. Because with Higgins, I know what I'm going to get. I'm getting 10 (sighs) targets a game. I'm getting anywhere between 15 to like 30. Yeah. I feel safe. I want to say Chase is going to turn it around, but... Um, I say blasphemy. I'm worried. Okay. Truthfully, I'm worried. I'm going to go Faith. Tim's blasphemy. I'm going to... You know, I'm honestly going to say blasphemy. I think he's a sell. I think you should float him out there and see what... Okay. I'll be the... Lone Wolf on this one. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Faith? Faith until he dies in two weeks. I'll say this. I mean, do not bank on this injury, but I think... I, I just don't trust Raheem Mostert to stay just, healthy. That's no, the thing. He you gets can't. Like, it's time. honestly every single season. Like, if I have him, I don't want to play him because... He could not finish yep. a game. Like, he's done it so many times over his career. I just if, don't trust him. If he could stay healthy, he's an instantaneous starter every week on your team right now. But it's like you said, he could just get hurt at any moment. Granted, I mean, any, any guy can. Yeah, but anybody. But with him, it him, just it's seems just, more likely because he just hasn't been particularly healthy over his career. Yeah. So I'm going to go blasphemy on him. I'm going to say yeah, blasphemy I don't really too. buy it yeah. with, with Raheem Mostert. Okay, that's pretty easy. Uh, Gabe Davis. I have faith. Not that he'll do what he did this week every single week, but I think he's a guy that he could be in your flex, second flex. You can leave him in there every week, and he'll have the chance to give you these kind of blow-up weeks. Just based on that offense, Josh Allen, what do you guys think? I'm going to say faith as well, Um, but faith in a – it's gonna be, I think skeptical. I think Gabe Davis is going to be the Bills Mike Williams. Pretty much. Yeah. I think he's gonna catch long touchdowns or not do anything for you. Now, this week, Mike Williams has been doing well, but I think a big reason is because Keenan Allen is out. Yeah. Like he's had G just has to get targeted more for the Chargers to move the ball. But I think he's going to be kind of similar to that, where he's going to have his up week, he's going to have his down week, he's going to catch a long touchdown, he's going to have a week where he does nothing. I just think that's how he's going to be. So I have faith he will do that. Okay. That's the kind of player he'll be, I feel like, for the rest of the year. Faith 
if Christian McCaffrey doesn't get traded, if he does, blasphemy. Best okay. way I could put that. All right. I mean, yeah. Well, well it hasn't happened, so you're yeah, just going to go with faith. I guess I'm going to go with faith, yeah. All right. We all believe in Gabe Davis here. So, Tyler Higby? I have faith. I think when you get faith. at this point, you got it. It's five yeah. games. When you're getting 10 targets, 10 targets, 10 targets, like it's sticking. So I was wrong. I, I'm I was to, wrong too. I was well, wrong to admit who, that. Who wanted Tyler Higby? Uh, I mean, he's coming into this not year. Not sexy, but hey, he's in your lineups performing at the tight end four, and that's better than a lot of other tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. A la Kyle Pitts. Mm. So, yeah. All right. We're all going to. By his production, Chris Godwin. Faith. I have faith. He's going to. I have faith too, but he just, he has to just stay on the field. Yeah. You can't bang on injuries, but he's already been banged up a lot. I mean, obviously coming off the ACL tear, but he's already been banged up a lot. Yeah. The previous game, he went out with an injury too and came back. So it is scary in that sense. You just have to really hope he just stays on the field, but I have faith if he does. Yeah. We're all going to have faith in Chris Godwin. Uh, Geno Smith. I'm actually going to go blasphemy on him. I'm going to say faith. Mark? <sighs> this is hard. But I'm going to go blasphemy. I think they fizzle out at some point. Like, like, like yeah. I wanted to say faith so bad. Like I really want to have faith. But I feel like we've seen something like this before. Sam Bradford went five and zero one year and was playing really well. Remember on the Vikings? Yeah, yeah, I. And then it just fizzled out. I think they'll fizzle out towards the end of the year. Now I think they'll still be a losing team, and they're gonna have to throw a lot. But I'm talking about Geno as the player himself. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I'm not worried about. Geno Smith, as a fantasy player, I know a lot of people have picked him up, and they're like, oh, I got the, I got a top-five quarterback now. Like, are we sure about that the rest of the year? No, I. we need to see it again this week. I need to keep seeing it. Yeah. For me to— Because he's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick had good stretches before, so I'm going to go blasphemy. Tim buys. Yep. I'm going to go blasphemy. All right. And Jets last— Tony. Last candidate on the list is Alvin Kamara. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. I got faith say. on him, actually, because I think they need him. To be honest, I th- he's a sell high for me. The only thing you're going to get, you're not going to get touchdowns from him. Unless he somehow gets a 40-yard receiving touchdown or a 40-yard rushing touchdown, you're not going to get it. I, I because think, all it is is it's he gets him to the goal line, and then it's just Taysom Hill this, Taysom Hill that. Like, I'm actually going to disagree with that because I think ta- what Taysom Hill did this week only, like, one of three players in NFL history have done. No, I know. Because, like, I just don't think it's going to go to him every time. I think the touchdowns will start to come with Alvin Kamara, and I think the work will be there on top of that to add to it. I will say they are likely going to get Michael Thomas back this week. Um, Jarvis Landry, I don't know what's going on with him, but he should hopefully be back. So and then Chris Olave has also been good, but he also got hurt last game. I don't know how serious his injury is, but he's been very good too. I don't buy it with Alvin Kamara last week or this week. I'm sorry, he he had a lot of work. Like they need him. You're right. I completely agree with you. I was a Kamara owner all last year. The Saints they will have games. I feel like where they just don't give him yep. the work. Like I, I I don't know what it. I don't know if it's a game plan thing. If it's a they kind of just go with whoever they're playing, but like he just doesn't always get the work for some reason. Like, and the receptions finally came this week, but you know, week three, two catches, week one, three catches. He should have more than that. They should be giving him more targets, more catches. Yeah, but I agree. It came this week. This week he had twenty three carries, one hundred and three yards. You know, he had a good game. I I just. Maybe I'm a little biased because Kamara's burned me in fantasy before and that last happens. year. But Players will burn you. I am, yes. But and you can't get the, the stench of it he, off you. He's a sell high for me. Uh, he's a buy for me. I would. Uh, I have faith in him, and I think the scoring will come. I think he's too good of a player to not score. 
I don't think this is a Miles Sanders situation. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. I think yeah. it'll, it'll it'll come, and I think you'll see him on teams that are competing down the stretch. That leads us into our next segment, though, to give a shit or to not give a shit. Jalen Waddle, I give a shit about this lack of production. Why? Because the quarterback situation has not been figured out. Teddy Bridgewater's hurt. Two is hurt. I don't think two is going to play another game this year. Really? Back-to-back so, concussions, dude. I mean, he probably shouldn't play, but I'm, he I'm probably hearing will. he might play next week. I, I think that he's going to be one of those cases where they say he'll have a chance to play every week just to keep him out there, but they're probably gearing up for him to not play for a long, long time. I'm worried about Jalen Waddle, honestly. I give a shit. What do you guys think? Do you give a shit, Tim? No. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really not worried. Because I have a feeling once they figure out whatever the quarterback, whatever's happening with the quarterback, I think, like you just said with Kamara, the work and everything will come. Jalen, it'll get back to normal. He'll get his targets, all this stuff. I will team's s- still got a Tyreek Hill's not hurt, so team's still got to double, triple cover him when he goes down the field, which means Waddle's probably going to be open. So I would just give it a little bit of time. Even if Teddy Bridgewater, like when Teddy Bridgewater comes back, even if he's the starter, I think you're going to be fine. He's still going to get his targets. He's going to get his yards. He'll get his catches. Touchdowns maybe might be a little eh. I will say, but, though, Tyreek Hill was in a boot after the last game. A boot? Yes. A boot. Tyreek Hill was in a boot. So... Well, then, fuck that. Now, no, now he, I'm worried. He says himself he's fine. But I was going to bring up about Tyreek Hill. Even with the shaky quarterback situation, Tyreek has been producing. Last week with Teddy Bridgewater, 10 catches, 160 yards. This week with Skylar Thompson. Who the fuck is that? Dude, seven for 47. He had seven catches still. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is still getting it done. Now, look, Tyreek is that good, in my opinion. Yeah. We were hoping Jalen Waddle would be that good. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I really want to say, I really want to have, um, I really want to give a shit, but I don't think I give a shit. I do think Jalen Waddle will be okay. Yeah. I don't think, you know, Tyreek has his dud games. It's the kind of player he is. Yeah. I guess it'll, I do think it will even itself out. You know, I wouldn't hit the panic button, the nuke button on Jalen Waddle yet yeah. and try to sell him. Don't just give him away, no. but maybe temper your expectations. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, he's been pretty mid so far. Touchdown dependent. I don't really give a shit. Like we said earlier, he's going to... This is the same Mike Evans we yeah. always get. This is honestly why I kind of avoid Mike Evans in drafts, usually, because there, there's no upside. Like, you know exactly the season you're going to get. some blow-up game. Mike Evans is going to have a 35, 40-point game for you. He's going to have a six-point game for you. It's it's how he is. I'm going to... Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It, it's just the same yeah, season we always get shit. from Mike Evans. We don't give a shit? No, yeah, let's give a, shit. give a shit. All right. You shouldn't either. The listener. Uh, Matt Stafford. I, I give, give, a shit. give a shit. I really give he a shit. He looks horrible out there. Luckily, Cooper Cup is still okay, but yeah, Matt yeah. Stafford looks it rough. It would not shock me if after this year he calls it. Maybe. Truthfully. Him and Aaron Donald both, I think they both say fuck that and they call it. The funniest part, too, is that Cooper Cup right now is on track to have a better fantasy season than he had last season. Which is insane. And Matt Stafford has looked horrible. That just goes to show how good Cooper Rupp is. I was going to say, is. I mean, I, I think Cooper it's Rupp. Cooper Rupp. Cooper Rupp. <laughs> I don't know why I said Cooper Rupp. I mean, hey, man, uh, they just find a way to get it done. He's finding a way to get it done, dude. But yes, yeah. I am. I give a shit. I would yeah, look to I, move I off Matt Stafford. I would have dropped him, him by now. Yeah. If, you, if you're pretty desperate at quarterback, look elsewhere. Would you drop Matt Stafford for Geno Smith? Yes. In a heartbeat. I probably would, too. I would yeah. take the chance of them losing and throwing the ball over the field. It seems like Matt Stafford just, he just can't get it done right now, except for Giving Cooper Cup value. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And Tyler Higby. So, Clyde, I give a shit. I think, I don't think his production's sustainable the rest of the season. I agree. 
I think what we saw this past game is the end of, is the thing we were scared of the most. Yeah. And he's kind of touchdown dependent. And I think if you didn't sell him high, you're kind of fucked now. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, um, I give a shit. I hope you sold him last week. Because I, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. My, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think he's touchdown dependent. Yeah. He had a game where he had zero rushing yards and he had like 17 fantasy points. So, yeah, he's definitely a little touchdown dependent. I do think down the stretch the Chiefs are going to use Isaiah Pacheco more. They used Jared McKinnon a lot last night, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. I give a shit. Yeah. If you can get rid of him, get rid of him. If you can't, sorry for you. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. Oh, I give a shit. golly. Yeah. That snap. I never bought anything he did not even his week one yeah that backfield that whole team's gonna be a fucking mess it's I don't just a buy dumpster fire I give a shit about the whole his team is just a dumpster fire that was ugly the snap counts between all of them it was just like a three-headed mess it was like JD Brian Ross. God and it's like I think Brian Robinson is gonna get more and more touches each week we'll see we'll see how good he actually I mean he's never played a snap so like, true we don't even know if he's good so, whatever happened to Bryce Love? I think he just kept getting injured. I think he tore his knee and he just was never the same. Yeah, Is he, that what it was? he kind of just kept getting injured. I over forget. And over I, again. I remember that name. He was such a popular name. Well, yeah. he, he was out. supposed to go really high in the draft, and then he went back to school for another year. And then he got hurt. And I'm pretty sure he got hurt, yes, which tanked his draft stock. That sucks, man. He was a really good prospect, too. Well, no, I, I knew they him. had him. That's yeah. why. I was like, well, I don't know what happened. Remember yeah. Darius Geis, too? They had so many weird... Run they had so many good running back prospects. Darius Geis was good, too. never panned out. He was good until he, you know, did what he did. Yeah. Who Who's next on your give a shit? Or do you uh, not give the, a shit? I have one more. Okay. I'm in Ross St. Brown. He was hurt in I'm week four. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at I'm all. not worried. I don't the Lions have a bye this week. They have a bye. He's going to get healthy, and he's going to return to that top five. So I think the Lions, are gonna get, the Lions are going to get their offense back. Yeah. After yeah. this bye, pretty much. I mean, they played the the Patriots on the road. Patriots are always a tough game. Their defense is very scrappy. They'll yep. always make it hard for you. Belichick always takes away your best weapon. He always starts. He like starts out slow, and then he just gets it together. Plus, like St. Brown had how many games in a row with a touchdown and eight catches? Like, like you can't. Like you're not gonna do that. He's got to cool off a little. Yeah, bit. like yeah. you're. You know, like you're not Jerry Rice. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna. Or he is. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, time will um, tell on that one. Can I add one to yeah. your give a shit? Damian Pierce. Uh, do you guys give a shit or do you not give a shit about his past three weeks? I give a shit. I think it's legit. Do you think he's legit? I don't know. Because I think it's legit, but I also think it's the Texans. True. And he but, can hit that wall at any minute. True, but like he's been pretty damn good against some decent teams. Like, he at Chicago is always a tough game. Their defense is good at home. Chicago. He had 20 carries against them for 80 yards. You know, the Jaguars have had a very good defense this year, and he had 99 yards against them. And last week, he had 131 yards against the Chargers. So, I don't know, man. His usage, I will say, has been elite right now. Like, he's getting used. Like he's getting 20 touches a game right now. So, I don't know, man. I'm buying it. You're getting 20 touches a game. I I, I know the Texans are bad, but, dude, like, they're making it a priority to get him the ball. Like he had I'll 20, buy it. He had 26 carries this week. Yeah. I, and I think he's legit. Look, I'll buy it. Look, I get it. He's scoring touchdowns, which is helping him. Like, against the Bears, the touchdown really helped him. But, like, he, he's getting receptions. Like, he had five targets this week, six last week. Yeah. Like, they're starting to get him involved in the passing game. You heard that? I was just yeah, going to act like it didn't happen. I don't know what that was. It was uh, my body just made a sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I give a shit. I'm actually glad I didn't sell Damian Pierce because I thought about it. I give a shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hold him, and I think he will be on a lot of playoff teams at yep. the end of the year. They're just going to use him. He's going to get all the work, and he seems like a good enough player that can score also. Yeah. So why don't we go into our next segment with Tim? 
and the game you have presented for us. It's the same game that you did last week. It's the same week. game that we did last week. Same game. But now you're up. Now I'm up. To so, where I don't know shit. Mark doesn't yeah, know Yeah, we shit. don't know anything. We're, We're putting our phones start. away. Yep. yep. We're going to start with wide receivers. It gets progressively harder in my eyes. I think the easiest one will probably be the tight ends, though. So, this wide receiver had seven catches for 76 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Is it Amari Cooper, Hollywood Brown, or Stephon Diggs? Can you repeat the stat line again? Seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Who is the first one? Amari Cooper, Hollywood Brown, or Stephon Diggs? I think it was Amari Cooper. Okay. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. It was Amari Cooper. Yes. Hollywood Brown had eight for 78. Yeah, yeah and I was going to say, I, I knew Hollywood Brown had eight. And then Stephon Diggs had eight for 102 and one. All right. Next, we'll do running backs. Now, this is where it starts getting a little. This running back had 11 carries for 20 yards and three catches for 16 yards. Was it James Robinson, Alexander Mattinson, or Najee Harris? Oh, 11 carries for how many 11 yards? 11 carries for 20 yards and then three catches for 16. Oh. Fuck. They all sucked. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like all three of these guys sucked this week. It is Najee surprisingly Har- close. Najee Harris, James Robinson, and who was the third one? Alexander Madison. And Alexander Madison. I'm actually going to go. I think it was Najee. Okay. I'm going to go with Najee. I'm going to go. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with James Robinson. James Robinson. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. James Robinson. I'm sorry. I, I just thought about it again. Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. Um, I'm going to switch to James Robinson. It was Najee Harris. Oh, oh my God. Tiny's first round pick did that this week. Oh, that's this, is how, this is how close it was, okay? Najee Harris had 11 for 20 and 3 for 16. Robinson had 10 for 27 oh my Lord. and 2 for 17. And then Madison had 9 for 19 and 3 for 21. What the fuck? Oh, that felt now, like a, neg- a Madison one. We're going to the tight ends. This is the one that I think is relatively easy. This tight end had one catch for two yards. <laughs> Was it Gerald Everett, TJ Hawkinson, or Mo Alley Cox? You know I know this answer. I know it's Gerald Everett. Answer. It is Gerald Everett, yes. Everett. Gerald Everett, one catch, you, two you yards. Gave it away. Hawkinson had one catch for six yards, and then Cox had one catch for seven yards. Oh, man. That actually was close. If you guys actually get this one, I will be genuinely shocked. This, I think, is the hardest one. Is this quarterback? It or? is quarterbacks. This QB this week had 188 yards, a stat line of 188 for a touchdown and an interception. Was it Andy Dalton? Ryan Tannehill or Zappy? Fuck. I'm going to go with uh, Andy Dalton. Okay. 188 yards. 188, 1-1. One one. <sighs> You're going with... Uh, I kind of want to say Zapp, though. I'm going to go Andy Dalton. You're going to go Andy Dalton? I'm going to go Andy Dalton. Zap. You're going to go with Zap? Yeah. It was Zap. Oh, my God, By one yard. By one yard? Wow. Andy Dalton had 187, one and one. And then Tannehill had 181 and one touchdown. Oh, my Lord, dude. So, let's see. You went... You both went two and two, I think. That was a good one. Yeah, you both went two and two. The yeah. quarterback one was really good. Oh, the um, the tight end one was good too because they, they all had one catch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that was good. The running back one, I knew for a fact you guys probably weren't going to get because it was the three of them were all just equally shit. Let, we got to get players from different that are not on our teams at all. Yeah, because if they yeah. have a the bad stat end, line, it end. is burned into well, your fucking here's memory. The, well, here's the issue with the tight ends this week. It was okay. You have X amount of tight ends that did that, and then it was either. Mark Andrews, who had 24, or yeah. Travis Kelsey, who had four touchdowns. And uh, that's, that's why just, it was like, oh, yeah. it's there just, was nothing I could do. It's just Mark Andrews, Kelsey, and a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Just get, look for donuts. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Basically, just who got a donut this week? Uh, Tyler Conklin. I'm pretty Mark sure Andrews? had a donut. 
That was and a good actually, one. Yeah. Now, okay, now it just broke out that apparently the Eagles are interested in McCaffrey, too. Holy shit. 5-0 and o Eagles. Go oh, my God, Go dude. Ooh. Behind the Eagles' offensive line. Oh, man. Yo. If you have McCaffrey, you, you're salivating mm. at that. Either way you go, really, you're salivating. That's just Ooh. a win all yeah, around. Yeah, I mean, like, if man. he gets traded to the— I mean, hey, man, if he gets moved, we'll probably know within the Howie. next— Howie! Howie season! Howie will get a statue if he goes out and trades for Christian McCaffrey. He already got A.J. Brown, Darius Slay. That's nuts. Just puts together an all-star lineup. Yeah, he's, he's getting a statue. If he gets Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my God. You guys have anything else for today? No, I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty solid high note to try to end this yeah. on. We had a jam-packed episode today. Thanks for everyone who was listening. Yep. Hope and, uh, if I'm back here next week, you know I want a fantasy, because if I go one with five again, I'm jumping off my roof. So, Well, I'll be probably doing the same. So. But just me dumps, next week. Stay the course. Trust the process. Keep trying. And, uh... Buds are out. Yep. See you next time. See you.